to the Waterman Files. Welcome to the Waterman Files. This is Dr. John Waterman coming to you from deep inside the castle. Good evening, good morning. Thanks for being here. Glad you can join us. And it's always important to know, of course, we're not alone. We may be a long ways apart, but we're not alone. We even have some trash in our own groups, don't we? Trying to find out who the bad guys are infiltrating us. But you're not alone. It's important to know. I hope he's listening to this. We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much. So many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We're at the brink. We're at the brink. We're at the brink. Ground crew. You are not alone. We are in this together. You are not alone. You are not alone. Grundgriff, you are not alone. Grundgriff, you are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. We, we are, are in this together. together. 
welcome to the Ground Crews broadcast. It's ours, not theirs. <laughs> welcome to the Waterman Files. Glad you're here. One of the things that uh, I was going to do today was give you a lot of information about um, encrypted communications, and I was going to provide for our folks a book you could download, and it all got goofed up. So here's what we're going to do. Why did it get goofed up? Let me tell you about this. You know there's this... uh, Internet location, I think they call it archives or something like that, isn't it? Uh, archive.org, yeah. And when I went there, that's where the Wayback Machine thing is, you know. When I went there, I, t- I clicked on the text, and then I clicked on ebooks and text, and I did a little uh, search for uh, the KJV Bible. Let me see here what happens this time. And I went on this list, and I saw some things that were, says, uh, one's an audio file. Uh, One just says, King James Bible, you know. And uh, so I thought, well, one of them there was okay, but it was just, you know, line after line. It wasn't in columns. I thought, well, let's do something else. So I went to another one, and it somehow got linked over here. Download from this, and I got um, attacked. It was about an hour before the show, because that was my last thing to do. And they ended up um, uh, not even having anything to do with uh, King James. When you clicked on it to run it, it said King James KJV on it, and then when you did it, did this, and automatically load that and this. So I kept trying to turn off all the junk that it was, uh, well, it was attacking the computer. So I ignored all the windows that kept popping up, and I went to, I had to reset my computer, which then caused me to lose all of my stuff for the show because I had to go back um, four days to restore. So here's what I'm trying to uh, get done for us is a way to communicate over the uh, radios that we've been talking about in a manner that doesn't um, give information about us because we might want to be giving locations where we're wanting to go, that kind of thing. We certainly don't want them to know where these <laughs> locations are. So here's what we're going to do. I want you to make sure that you have gone to the Waterman Files. And when you go to the Waterman Files, of course, there is a uh, blog column. But on the right-hand side, there's that box, the download box, yes. Um, if you will look in there, you will see that in there might be something you've already downloaded. But it's, uh, let's see here. Okay, 
it's uh, um, there's an audio file of a book called Beyond a Pale Horse, and that's not what we can use. But there is a um, a, a a printed version of it, and I'm not finding it. And it's supposed to be here. I wouldn't be surprised if it got taken out. Box is not secure, by the way, because they do remove stuff without telling you. <laughs> Unbelievable. But we do have something uh, that I did put up there. And if you will look in there, I think this would be kind of poetic justice. If you click on the, communi uh, the communications folder... Uh, you will see there that we have the radio monitoring, a how-to guide. All right? If you will download that, we'll use that. And today I'm going to explain by using that document how this works so that you're prepared and know how to do encrypted. I didn't get what I wanted. We'll have that soon. But I'm not sending you to get it. I'm going to get it and make sure it's not going to attack us. <laughs> so anyway, um, it had put it had put four programs labeled other things. I kept trying to remove it, and as soon as I remove it, it'd pop up another one, and it was, of course, an attack on the computer. Back it up. Anyway, this book that we're talking about is 348 pages. It's plenty big. And here's how this works. Whenever you're looking at a book with just one column, which is what this book is, it's not going to help us very much, but it will get us started. Um, when you're on page um, a denomin or written on theirs called number one, uh, usually in a book, facing it is the other page. So we're going to call n the first page that's written uh, on the bottom of the right-hand corner. The, it's page number one. It's at the. It's on the introduction, by the way. It says page one in its uh, introduction. Uh, the start of the uh, book on page five, A Brief History of Radio, it's marked two. But we have page numbers on these, and you can see the page number of uh, the introduction on on there. And that's page one. That'll be on the left. Imagine that being on the left. Page right, or the right-hand page uh, being page two. Now, that means that we're always going to have uh, a left page and a right page, okay? And they'll always meet. It's like having the book open in front of you, and uh, you've got two pages you can see okay what you need to remember is this we're going to be giving in our in our coded uh, communications we have to give words to each other if we have the same keys then we can decode our message so here's how this works. You might want to remember or write this down. The first position is going to be the page. 
And so if I was to turn to page one and two, and they're both facing me, and you just can imagine, you know, doing it that way if you want. Um, we have the left-hand side, and we have the right-hand side. But the first one could be like, we could say page one. The second position of our code is the column. Now, we're going to get used to this because when I get you the book, the Bibles that are all compatible and everybody has the same one, you'll have two columns in the left side and two columns on the right page. And those are going to be columns A, B, C, D across those two pages. But well, you only have two columns now. And so the next, uh, the first one I said was the page number. The second is the column, and, and that won't be a number, that'll be a letter. The third number, the third actual number on this book will be the number of paragraphs down. So that's a paragraph, number of paragraphs. And then the next number will be the line. And the last number will be how many words in. Now, what you have to do is find what you want to say, look through a book like this, find the words. And then you take those words and line them up uh, so that you can get ready to make your code. So let's say we want to say let, uh, let's say this is it, is what, we're going to send. So we have to do a search, but golly, guess what? It's pretty easy when you're on um, digital stuff because you can find this by doing a search, right? But the first thing you want to do is find, starting on whatever page you want, you can start looking for this. And uh, when you find that, word, wherever it is, you can give one or two page numbers. And uh, the reason why is because there's always, a no on this in this situation, one's on the left, two's on the right. Hopefully we can assume that the odd numbers are always left, the even numbers are always on the right, just to help us understand how to use this. But, so what I see is a word, uh, this, and uh, it's on page two. But I'm going to put page one. The next one is the column. Well, it's in the second column, so it's 1B. And to find the word that I'm talking about, you're going to go down three paragraphs, so that'd be three. And then you're going to go down three lines, in that paragraph, and that'd be another three. And then it's the second word in, so it'd be two. So your code is 1B332. So that means that no matter whether you're turned to page one or two, 
Page one is actually column A. Page two is column B. When we get a Bible, column A, B will be on the left side, and, and then C and D will be on the right-hand page. And so what we're doing is causing people to, you give them a page number to make them crack the book open to those two pages. Because there'll be one on the left and one on the right. So you'll crack the book open. And so it doesn't make any difference whether you're referencing the left page or the right page. The column is the important locator. So let's do that again. So we've got that one for this. And now you can just pick anything. Um, in fact, it's real easy to find s stuff like is. <laughs> so on the, I found the next one. So here we go again. I'm going to do page one again. So there's a one. We're going to do the column. It's on page one on the left-hand side, so that's column A. We're going to do the first paragraph, so that's one. It's the first line, so that's one. And it's one, two, three, four, five. It's the sixth letter in. So to get the word is, it's 1A116. Later, if I want to use is again, here's something that's very important to remember. Try to not use that same code for that word again. Any repeatable, anything that repeats, is going to cause people to figure things out that you don't want. So don't be trying to repeat the code for the same word. Uh, if you do, don't worry about it. But try not to repeat the word. For the ground crew to be able to coordinate these messages, the people that are going to be transmitting likely uh, will be... Well, people that are licensed won't do this because... Anytime, even in an emergency, supposedly, you're not supposed to give coded messages. So there will not be any kind of ID that's recognizable. If I were to get on the radio and start talking at our designated times, remember the 333 plan? Um, what I would say is this is a message for the ground crew. Now, it's going to be kind of tough. Yes. I do have a voice, um, a thing that changed my voice. I can make it not sound like me. So I will be talking to the ground crew. Here's a message to the ground crew. And if it's just general information, I will just talk general. There won't be codes. But if there has to be some kind of coordinated activity... Um, that will be usually like a location or even a time or even a frequency. That will be coded. So you might ask yourself the question, how do you get numbers? Well, books don't often have, sometimes an entire book won't have a particular number anywhere in the text. Uh, so you have to include kind of crafty ways to make that number happen. One of them is that you give, uh, if it's um, uh, 
uh, needing to be done, you can spell it out <laughs> if you have to. And you just use letters. Uh, and so in order to get a particular letter without going through a lot of looking for like the letter T by itself, which probably wouldn't exist, instead of having one, two, three, four, five code letters in numbers, like 1A116, the last position after you give the number of words in on the line it's numbers. What that means is you're going in so many letters on that word. So if I was to give a word and there's six codes, so we did a 1A116 Two. two then represents that after you found the word, you go into letters. And that will start you, that will help you get something spelled out. And most of the time, the only thing you might need to spell out is a number, because sometimes they're kind of hard to find. Uh, often, it's uh, easy to get it in a a bibliography to get numbers. You just go down that page, you give the line number, and usually it'll be the first number, you know, because it's all listed numerically in a bibliography often, unless it's at the bottom of the page. They still should be numbered. So that's kind of how these coded messages work. And uh, these are to coordinate... Things. Now, this would be the kind of activity, this is the kind of coding that more often than not um, is being given at a tactical level, meaning that little radio, by the way, that that we were talking about in, in since our last broadcast talking about uh, uh, the communications, I did put a link uh, at the bottom of the, the last post that's still <laughs> there, I didn't post today's show. I'm hoping everybody's getting potty trained to the times. And as soon as I've got you potty trained, I'm going to change them. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you can get the a link there at the bottom of the last post. It's the UHF slash VHF Prepper Radio link so that you can buy a very inexpensive communication piece of which will monitor local police, emergency bands, hand bands. You can transmit if you're wanting to. But um, then you have family radio frequencies you can input on it and GMRS frequencies, which anybody can use. And uh, But you will not, like I said, be able to listen to shortwave broadcast on it because it's not a shortwave radio. So, um, this kind of gives you a briefing about how I was going to do this. What I'm going to do, I will put, if you, buy, if you will and want to get notified of this, if you just click on the subscribe for free button at the top of the website, you'll get emails when I post a, make a, put in a post, you'll get an email. So, you'll know. So, I can make announcements like... Uh, uh, you know, ground crew download, download your book. Um, now, I might not put the book in the public venue. In other words, it's for us. 
why give them access to it, right? So don't be surprised if I said, uh, go get your uh, book at the uh, Ground Crew Broadcast page. You've got the password to get on that page, and I'll have a link there for it to download, embed the, the downloadable book for your codes. And the reason why we, we have to all have the same one, like in Romania, if we were given Bibles that were all different to everybody by a different publisher, why, you know, that wasn't going to help anybody. So, um, besides that, they wanted to have the same kind of Bibles. And they were very, uh, they spoke uh, Romanian, but they wanted King James, by the way. Okay. Um, that's a long story. Yes, they used them as code books. Yes, they wanted the Bible, too. So um, that helps. The reason why they wanted the Bible, of course, was they weren't allowed to buy them. <laughs> Isn't that peculiar that Jews who supposedly say the first five books is what they go by, they don't want you to have the Bible? Well, it's because they aren't interested <laughs> in being followers of the first five books of the Old Testament. They don't want to they don't want to be involved in that. The first five books of of course the Testament's called the law. And uh they have an affinity that they came about, uh, and I guess I should say they came about it honestly because genetically these people can't create, have creative thinking unless it's uh, evil. They can think up all kinds of evil stuff. But to be creatively helpful is just not their thing. They just can't go there. It's real easy. They like to have a code book to live by, to tell them, you know, here's what you should do. But they don't live by the code book. What they do is they say, oh, here's what we're supposed to do in order to blah, 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 right, to benefit whatever they think they're supposed to get saved or whatever. But they also have this vicious genetic propensity to figure out the loophole. Oh, well, it doesn't mean that. I can knock on the door with my elbow, and then therefore I am not knocking with my hand, and then therefore it's not called knocking. And so if it's not knocking, then I won't get sprayed by purple paint. You know, they find the loopholes. And that's how they live their life in our world. They live in our world, among us, without living within the spirit of the law. And the spirit of the law is called principles. So no, they don't have principles. They've thrown principles right out the door. Well, they did it with their daddy many, many thousands of years ago. Basically, they live by whatever they can get away with that suits them. 
narcissistic uh, to the max. If you were going to say how narcissistic and self-centered is a person and it's zeros, not at all, which nobody is, okay? Uh, the father would be the most selfless person. And 100 would be the most selfish. Well, they've got to be 99 or 100, one of those two. They bring lifestyles into our world that are hedonistic, um, narcissistic, me first, nobody else matters kind of idea. So what happens is they continue to push stuff like homosexuality on us. Even if we had no laws morally coded that said that's wrong, let's just pretend for a minute, wouldn't it make sense to say, well, that should be shunned? It should be... um, social contract that you might want to be a little bit more noble and not involve yourself homosexually like in a marriage because the species would die. Well, you know, if you had a whole nation full of them and none of them did that and they didn't have any kids, it'd be fine with me. I'd just soon see them all go away anyway. But then they want to foist their more of their wants and satisfy their insatiable, narcissistic, broken, psychopathic mind with things they think they want, like maybe adopting a kid. And so he grows up completely uh, mentally ill. Psychopathic to the hilt. Narcissistic, is it's horrible. You know, this also brings us to interracial marriage. Have we stopped being people that think of anything besides ourself? Do we not have any kind of moral code that says, I need to protect my race? When you see interracial marriage, they've turned their back on their race. They say, oh, somebody else can do it. They don't take responsibility for procreating their own kind. This is the narcissistic nature of the beast among us called the Jew, who are Edomites descended from fallen angels. And they are wicked. They are narcissistic. There are some that don't behave as bad as others because why? Have you ever asked your question this? Well, I know a Jew and they're really nice people. They don't do blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't care how nice they are. They're still not redeemable because they aren't from Adam. Period. End of story. If they're really a Kazarian Jew, they can't be. Period. That's not my rule. That's biblical. But they aren't all going to behave the same because not all racehorses that are bred to be racehorses all race in first place. 
you don't see every racehorse that's bred to be a racehorse all lined up and, and tie, you know having 10 horses tie at the finish line. They still perform different because their genes are just a little different. So some Jews aren't behaving like jerks. And here this proves my point. That's an exception to the rule. If they're not behaving as bad as you think they could, it's because the genetics aren't as messed up in them as maybe somebody else. It just depends on how much other Adamic race genetic material they've had bred into them prior to them coming along. But still, somebody called a Jew in the woodpile is going to mess it up. Redemption is now not an option. At least with the covenant material that we go by, which is called the Bible, that document or set of documents tells me what my contract is. It tells me a little bit about their contract and that they're in deep doo-doo and they're going to be, you know, separated from us and prosecuted to the fullest extent that the Father has uh, made ready for them. He's prepared a place to put them. If we aren't behaving like we should, if we don't become who we need to become as far as redeemed by accepting the offer, we're going to end up in the same place as them. Where He isn't making a place for us. He's making a place for them. He's, making, he's made a place for them. And he'll just put us there in our rebellion in our narcissistic, I'm going to do what I want the rest of my life. Okay, fine. He'll let you do it, and he'll take you out of his presence and his world, and you can go to hell or whatever you want to call it with the rest of the fallen angels. So, it's important for us to understand, because in today's news and events, they have been viciously attacking Putin's um, human rights issues. If you want a picture of how much, if you happen to be a believer that is adamantly opposed to homosexuality because the father says it's wrong and because you know deep down it's wrong and you can sense that it's wrong. In fact, if you don't have a a repulsion to it, uh, you might start asking the Father to give you that back because if you've lost it, uh, you might be in jeopardy. And so if you want an idea how the enemy is going to be treating you if they ever find out what you're like. Just see what they're doing to the Russians, not just Putin, 
but to Russians because of their stand against homosexuality. It's vicious. Now, there was some kind of entertainer that uh, it was kind of like one of those, I can't remember what it was. Um, you know, those, what is it called? The X Factor? I don't know. Whatever the competitions where they sing and some people become famous from it, but they're not an uh, entertainer. They are trying to be an entertainer and they compete or whatever. Well, there was one of those kind of events over in Europe. And a Russian girl sang. Uh, I, I say girl. She's a young, married, 20-something girl. Uh, a white, blonde-headed, Russian, blue-eyed girl. Adamic. And uh, when they interviewed her, they interviewed all these contestants that had won the final round, and they asked her pointedly, don't you think you ought to sing for pro-gay rights since your nation is, hates them so bad? And, of course, the guy stood up, and he's got, by the way, one of the signs is in a guy is one finger painted black. Uh, by the way, you know, homosexual men are some of the most not mentally filthy, they are, you already know that, but they are one of the most nasty, filthiest people as far, you, you would think, wouldn't you? Well, they're kind of feminine and they walk around and they just, and they have that little lisp. And you would think they are really detailed people and they're going to really take care of themselves and they're going to really clean up. Nope, they don't, folks. They're filthy. They're some of the filthiest people. They get dirt under their fingernails, and they don't even work on cars. And they don't clean it up. And they are filthy. I don't know why. I think it's kind of a side effect of having fallen to a real base gutter mental state. You can't get much. I, I don't know that you can get any lower. And so this guy that was like that asked her this question. She didn't know what she, she did not. He was asking it in English. They were using English in this European setting to try and figure out, uh, you know, how to communicate this little interview thing. They'd used English because that's kind of universal, you know, now. And she didn't know what he used the word L. See, I can't even remember. It's LGBT or lesbian, uh, B, I guess is for something, and G's gay and T's transsexual or or whatever. See how much I know about it. I call them queers. <laughs> they could just use the queer word, and I would have, you know, throw them all in that pot. Queers, perverts, homosexuals. And um, she didn't know what that abbreviation meant. She's looking to other people were back there whispering, and she goes, and she turns around. She almost blushed and went, oh, wow. Um, folks, their agenda is vicious, vicious, vicious. Let me tell you in the Ozarks. This group of people has funded a small cadre 
of activists in the Ozarks. They don't work. And any event that has religion with high amounts of white Anglo-Saxon activity, they go there. And uh, they'll protest, say, for example, a religious activity held in public, and they use filthy language, and they try to make everybody accept what they can say because they can cuss and swear and be vile. And if you don't like it, tough. You know, that they um, are on an agenda. Amazingly, not just <laughs> heterosexual lifestyles, but the white Anglo-Saxon race. And about 90% of them doing it are white. Well, some of them, of course, have got to be other races that we can't tell what they are. It's incredible. We even have companies that are funding these activities. Did you know that? Did you know that Starbucks pays to that organization so they can send a queer to your community to cuss in front of your little five-year-old and say vile things about his anatomy and their anatomy and what they want to do to that five-year-old? Do you know that's what they do? You know, there are some areas in the Ozarks, I bet that uh, they're not going to go. They go to the more civilized areas. But if they got into some of the hillbilly areas that are really hillbilly areas, they'd probably get treated like a revenuer. (laughs) In other words, it'd probably be their last visit. Who knows? Why I'm bringing this up is because if you want to see some of this, there's an article on Russia Insider about all this, which is why it was brought up to my mind today. And if you want to see how they plan on treating you and how vicious they're going to be, how physical they will get, uh, yes, they get physical. They throw stuff. They hit Um, And they'd kill you if they could, literally. But they know they'd be the last thing they'd want to risk. But that's how they feel. And uh, this is what's coming our way. If you just kind of watch this stupid rainbow flag they put on as they march around. Because, see, the church the Orthodox Russian Church in Russia um, has come back into, well, freedom of being able to be open and their doors open. They didn't do that, you know, when it was Bolshevik Jewish communism because the, the enemy has an agenda that's just built into the genetics. It's a propensity to hate anything good and anything that might develop in a good way. And that's why 
we hear so much stories about the aftermath of World War II where they went in and take um, society and destroy it, like Germany, bomb it. Bomb an entire city after the war, after the war. Send in troops to rape, pillage, and plunder, and put... And, of course, the Jews took over the these camps, these places where they were put and taken care of, best they could. And then they turn around and murder German people. That's what's coming here. There are agendas afoot inside this nation to take it down exactly with those lifestyles. Now, we have ways to deal with that. But the very people that make the rules and the laws, <laughs> Lindsey Graham is a queer. The biggest, one of the biggest hot dogs supporting Israel in Congress, Lindsey Graham. Or is he a senator? That's how much I pay attention to him. Hillary Clinton, full-blown queer. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people say that uh, Obama's wife is a transsexual, a guy that is a man that got converted into a woman. No, it's, it's not. I can tell you <laughs> uh, fairly certain you do not have to do a pelvic exam and check scar tissue to see if there's any surgery done. And the reason you can tell is by bone structure. And uh, you can tell a, a, a male and a female simply by their uh, skeleton and their structure. Whether their knees go in and their elbows go in when they straighten out the leg or they straighten out the arm. If their arm is straight, that's a male trait. If they bend in when they're straight, that's a female trait. You will find that a lot of gay, as they call them, homosexual women have straight arms. Hmm. There's other traits, too that point to uh, whether a person's going to be that way or not. Kind of makes you wonder, because if the genetics has been, you know, tampered with, then maybe it came from the enemy. It, it just seems like to me. But that does not mean you can't just make a choice, because we have free will. Of course, the New Agers keep telling us, well, you chose this path. Well, if all of these queers that are New Agers are complaining that they want to do something, blah, 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 why didn't they pick the sex they wanted to be in the first place? Okay, guys, way off track here. <laughs> but I just had to say that because we are coming up on a time soon, that this nation is going to be in the throes of lots of problems, 
and these are the kind of policies they're going they're going to force upon us and these are the kinds of things they're going to try and make us live by and endorse and pay for out of your pocket if you have the wherewithal <clears throat> I'd move to Russia. Wonderful people. With a leadership that is nationalistic. What does that mean? They are there for their people. You know what the income tax is there? 13%. End of story. No fancy filings. Whatever your income was, boop, you pay 13%. That's it. Businesses have a different rate. That's all. Made it very simple. Support the government. But when you go back to the days that our founding fathers were running this country with policies that were more run by the governor than they were the federal government, you didn't need money. They don't need money. They didn't need all this money. But who is in control of America today is our enemy. And they knew two things to grab hold of. First was our money system and our military. And they have full control of both. That's why we have so much of the Federal Reserve notes being pumped into the military, and you and I have to pay the bill back. In other words, bankers want military built up. They want us to have war. And they go ahead and give the military the, the money from the Federal Reserve. But they want to be paid back. So they make you and me pay it. And we're all over the world doing the will of the Kazarian. With nary a word being spoken by Israel about ISIS. Have you heard them saying, oh my, oh my, and get scared and say, we better bomb ISIS. Or they're going to nuke us. They don't say anything like that. They always target Iran, Iran, Iran's going to do this and do this and do this. It's because ISIS is Mossad. That agenda over there where Benghazi Gate and Hillary Clinton was lying about it, was she was directly involved in illegal smuggling of arms through the Megazi location. Where did those arms go to? Can you say ISIS? And that's why she had to get out. Oh, she had to remove herself as that got hot. And then she, in order to transition safely into this not as a, a public servant anymore. She had to get sick. So she couldn't answer questions. 
She's a lying, narcissistic, hedonistic, sold out completely to Lucifer, and literally doesn't realize that her agenda isn't hers. It's Lucifer's. And that's why we're preparing. Sorry, I had to drink some water. Um, that's why we're getting ready for all the things that we're doing here so that we can communicate in the near days ahead. And I just really have a feeling we're getting really, really close. And I would call close all the way up to and including just a little bit of presidential election. And you might say, that's, you know... Um, Next no, that's uh, in the next November next year. I said, and I'm going to say, yeah, I know. And all hell may break loose uh, in March after they get their feet on the ground, especially if it's somebody like Hillary Clinton that takes over. But they're going to have. There's going to be other problems before then. So, uh, you know, I plan on living that long. I hope you do. You're going to be around for the next election, or you plan on kicking off? Well. Folks, if you do, that's not very far off. And I think we have lots of trouble on the way. And now if you don't believe the Bible, don't worry about it. And if you don't believe the Bible, you might as well quit listening to the Waterman Files. And if you don't want to quit and cause trouble, that's why we got rid of all those people in the chat room that were trolling it because they don't believe any of this. And they were our enemy, and so we just nuked them. Now it's nice and peaceful. See, there are a lot of people that, uh, how we do the show, uh, people call in on phones, some sign in and listen, uh, and some can just click the player, and I don't know how many are listening. I know that when I was leaving the um, uh, shows up to be downloaded at uh, TalkShoe, at that location alone, there was usually about 500 that would download and listen to the broadcast. Um, that's a long ways from how many visit the website every day, which is about seven to 9,000, sometimes 10,000. And I hope all of you that are hearing this, more than likely, uh, which are extremely smart and street savvy people know what we're up for and what I mean what we're in for and what we're up against I just hope you're getting ready I really hope you're getting ready and I'm just trying to make this happen I get frustrated uh, trying to get it all done by the way some some of this uh, will come back out. I will resurrect a better presentation of the communications encrypted wise with resources and stuff, and I'll have it all done over the weekend, okay, and get it ready. And Monday, we're going to hit it hard. This was kind of a review of what you're going to be hearing so that we've got all the stuff. And so by Monday, make sure you visit the Waterman Files and go to the box, and you'll have that thing to download, and we'll we'll go over it. And uh, maybe you can order one of those tactical radios and uh, start programming in the, the frequencies. And don't forget to go get your 
Sanjian or your Grundig uh, shortwave radio to listen to. And yes, uh, I've been, we've been getting people calling, wanting to know about them, and, and here's some things about these radios. The better ones have this ability, and you can they have a little plug on the side where you can plug in an antenna if you want. The antennas are very simple. They can be uh, not even outside. Um, they can be a thin, thin wire with a you know, rubber coating on it, and they uh, roll up on a little spool, and they come in a little case. It's almost kind of like taking a... You know, a f- winding up a fishing uh, uh, string. They have a little thing that uh, you spin to wind it up, <laughs> and uh, so um, it's about half inch thick. It's maybe three inches across, and you pull it out. And some of them will clip, click on your antenna, and some of them will plug in. But some of them have a clamp for the antenna that you get, you already have. Some of them plug into that one. I like the ones that plug in because that's the kind of radio you should be getting anyway. It's better contact. And you can just string them around your house over the doors and or over the curtains and, you know, across the windows and back down to your desk and over to the radio where it's sitting. And you can bring it with you anywhere you go and you'll get a lot, lot, you'll get a lot better signals. And, uh, and those things are like fifteen dollars at the most, I think. And and uh, we're, you know, we've got all these resources. Make sure you download them. Make sure you're preparing yourself. Uh, peruse this book that we just used as an example today. Peruse it to get familiar with radio. There's not much we can do to help each other. Like I was. I was told, hey, you need to start telling what you need. Well, okay, I'll do that. Well, right now, we wouldn't mind if you would say a prayer for us. Uh, I, When I moved us a week ago, I hurt my back, and it's not getting better. And I, by the end of the day, this time of the day, I'm in a lot of pain. So I wouldn't mind if you would say a prayer for me. And uh, so... Um, those are the kinds of things we should be doing for each other in the ground crew. We really should be bearing these burdens, and we shouldn't be, like me, too proud to mention it. <laughs> a lot of people, I had an Amish person come up to me when I was really sick, right after I'd gotten kind of up and going, and they were mowing my grass, and actually they were Mennonites. And they wanted to know what I did, and I told them, and they looked at me, and they said, well, why'd you get cancer? You know, it's not like you have a big red S on your chest and you're in, you're you're perfect just because you're a naturopathic doctor. And I told him, I said, let me tell you something. I've had 15 of my family die because they went to regular doctors. I took the alternative route, and at least I'm still alive. The... <laughs> audacity of a judgment uh it almost sounded like i was i thought i was talking to a jew i'm going hello we've lost the principles and the spirit of the law you know if a law is made for 
XYZ, that's what it should be used for. Well, they don't keep it there. They use it for ABC, too, you know, to tell you, why, since we've passed that law, that means you can't have a gun. And, oh, by the way, we're going to take these rights from the Constitution away from you because, gosh, we can declare emergency uh, uh, war powers and then uh, uh, available to us, and uh, then we can just be admiralty all we want. Well, sure enough, we've been... Uh, we've been in an Emergency War Powers Act and under Admiralty Law since 1933 because they keep renewing it. That's why, folks, the Constitution, period, it's an illusion. Okay, what I'm going to do is uh, it's the top of the hour, and yes, I am going to take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to warm up our coffee. We're going to go put a quarter in our savings plan in the bathroom. <laughs> and uh, we'll be <laughs> we'll be right back after this after this break. <laughs> okay.
Welcome back to the Waterman Files. We just got some information here uh, from uh, one of the people in the chat. Uh, it's a link to uh, Investment Watch Blog, not Investment Watch Dog. It's investmentwatchblog.com. And um, it's an article with a video up. I haven't listened to the video, and here's what it says. Caught on camera, Dan says that the operation, Jade Helm, is to start in June of 2015 and last through the summer. Whoops. <laughs> Caught on camera, huh? This contradicts, of course, the official reports that it's beginning in you know July. Hey, we already know that in Colorado, they've said, oh, we're not going to do Jade Helm, but then they're going to do something else, and they're going to put more vehicles, striker vehicles, we're going to discuss that in a minute. On the highway, more than we've ever had since World War II, in a convoy. We're going to do our own thing. Okay. Uh, the guy might have made a mistake. He said it spans 10 weeks. Might start, uh, just listen to it, uh, might start in June, or it starts in June. Well, let's hope he was uh, not making a slip of the tongue and actually saying the real date. But we do know that here in about two weeks, which is June, uh, Colorado is going to be putting uh, in play a very, very large, um, huge, convoy of military vehicles. Now, this comes from a division in Fort Carson, Colorado Springs area. That uh, I think that's where it's at. It's Colorado, though. Where they're going to be uh, bringing out their striker division for training. Now, what is striker? Striker is not a name of a type of brigade or anything. It's the type of equipment. Now, striker vehicles are what's going to be used. Striker vehicles have replaced even the M1 Abrams tank. So they've had to become, like, for example, um, uh, they had to figure out a way to replace the tank's uh, ability to, you know, lob pretty good size explosives, right? And uh, so, anyway, the bottom line is is that these striker vehicles were particularly designed, specially designed, I should say, to be used on pavement. They're made to be used in streets, and highways. The equipment, they say, is for fast deployment. Well, I don't know why they think that the uh, tank is so slow. The M1 Abe's tank can go 50 miles an hour out there in the sand. I wouldn't call that exactly slow. And that's why we have air support. If we need fast, no, folks, I'm just as suspicious as you are. More than likely. We're talking about urban and suburban warfare. And tactical vehicles uh, like this are specifically designed, <coughs> excuse me, 
for that kind of fighting. And uh, that's what's going to be occurring in, in Colorado. They said they're going to be doing so many on the road. Just from that one location, they said there were people involved. And so they're going to turn some out of the base there and head off for training, and they're going to stop and put a half-hour gap in group that leaves because they don't want to cause panic on the highways and roadblocks and traffic jams with their equipment. That's a lot of equipment. I just saw another video. I already told you about the ones I saw in Colorado. I'll, I just saw another video of some more equipment. Now, it wasn't near as many, but we're still talking about thousands. And so I began to see, okay, is this equipment coming from the Mideast and in our, you know, supposed backing down out of, you know, occupying these Mideast countries? Well, one, about one out of ten of those were um, the TAN vehicles, which are the paint the paint and, and camouflage pattern they've been using over there. There is n absolutely no green vehicles that I know of over in the Mideast. They're all tan. Uh, maybe these are brand new and never went there. I don't know. Uh, but if you wanted to say, well, they're just coming back, okay, fine. Take those out. You still have 90% of the vehicles that we've been seeing because uh, they're all dark green, all of them, all the rest of them. And there's way too many for me to be comfortable. And uh, so I think we need to keep our eyes peeled and communicate this, and that's why we're setting up the communications like we are. And that's why we're getting ready to uh, launch something uh, for us to listen to before it hits the fan. And we will have practice sessions, so make sure you get your your radios ready, get your antennas up, and we'll start our practices. It won't start until next month, and uh, we'll be getting ready for this kind of information. By the way, starting next week, here's the schedule I'm announcing. Make make special note. I have a lot of things to get ready for us to do uh, personally and for the ground crew. So here's what the new schedule is. It's going to be Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Let me repeat, starting next week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'll put it up on the Waterman Files. 7 p.m. Eastern, same time on Tuesday, at the same place. Thursdays, I will be on Genesis Radio. To hear me, you will have to click on the Truth Traveler because I will be there every week, every Thursday now, until whenever. So that kind of gives you uh, an idea what the schedule is going to be like. I will also probably be doing some special short broadcasts and, and, and things like that, maybe even some podcasts announcements for the ground crew and uh, I will make the announcement and if it's just for us it will have to, it will go in the ground crew broadcast tab where you have to know the password to get in so that's going to be we're still going to be busy but we're going to be 
adjusting the uh, broadcast schedule a little bit to accommodate other activities to make things more available and uh, adjust accordingly. You know, this is this is a, a very strange time. We've got another one up here. It's a, from the Gazette, from the same person who posted this other one. It said, something unusual, even for Colorado Springs, is about to happen with Fort Carson. And that's what I just got through saying. It says it will take more than 4,000. I said 3,000. It says it'll take more than 4,000. And yes, it is going to be striker armored vehicles from Fort Carson's what's called the 1st Brigade Combat Team. And they're going to Pinion Canyon maneuver site for training, combat training. Now, if you know where Trinidad, Colorado is, it's east of that. I don't know where Trinidad is myself. But that's where the training in Colorado is going to start, and by golly, it's not June. Uh, it's going to start May 26th. Hmm. Wow. Starting uh, the day after Memorial Day. Isn't that wonderful? Hey, you know what? Uh, lots of odd military activity going on, isn't there? Just gobs and gobs of it. Okay, write this date down. This is an important date, if we can make it till then. <laughs> June the 27th, June the 28th. And, of course, uh, you might be asking, well, what days are those? Well, those happen to be Saturday and Sunday in June. And they're the fourth weekend in June. Write them down because those are the... Ham Radio Field, that's the Ham Radio Field Day event. And um, I'm going to be putting up a link to, uh, I'll be putting up a link to uh, everything that's uh, uh, related to that so that you can actually locate a place near you that's because it's happening all over the nation in June. And this, these dates. And what they do is they go 24 hours a day. Some groups stay inside some nice air-conditioned shack. Some people get in tents and sleep outside. Some do nice barbecues and do it at some kind of shelter and stay up all night and don't go to bed and that sort of thing. Each group's different. In the map, I'll have you linked, uh, a, a link to a map on the website that will give you an opportunity to visit. They want you to visit. This is an outreach program to basically those people that aren't hams for them to kind of get an idea of what in the world's going on in ham. So when you walk up, you can say, I don't have a ham. I'm just wondering what it's all about. I found out about it. Hey, tell me about it. And they'll tell you all kinds of stuff, and they might even let you sit down and play with a radio make a call on a, on a ham radio. Okay, another person in uh, our uh, other chat room here just gave us a a link to where Trinidad is, and I'll put it in uh, our uh, other chat room. Okay, let's see here. There you go. So Trinidad, Colorado. Wow. Um, looking at it, it's very, very uh, okay. It looks like it's real close, real close to the um, 
um, New Mexico border. And uh, over by a, a town way up on kind of a, a hill called Rayton, R-A-T-O-N. It's actually kind of a pretty area. Uh, but, you know, if you go down to Highway 56 or down that highway into there and you go into the Red River area and all that, you're getting into the old uh, Boy Scout uh, annual camp area out there of thousands of acres they own. And it's absolutely beautiful right in there. But if you go a little bit too far, you're going to go north of Taos, and it's a desolate, uh, horrible place to be. And uh, you're getting kind of uh, close to some bizarre activity that I'm familiar with in the mountains out there uh, that made Dulce, New Mexico, famous. (laughs) So... uh, that's uh, Trinidad. That's in the southern part of uh, Colorado, looks like, south of Pueblo. And, um, gosh, where would Colorado Springs be? I see. I'm looking. Well, it's south of Colorado Springs, and Colorado Springs, of course, is south of Denver. You're going to have to go a long ways. That's going to be a long trip. They're going down I, they're going down a federal highway, it looks like to me. Now, they said they didn't tell anybody what their route would be because it's supposed to be kept secret. <laughs> and that's kind of hokey because there's only one road, I think, that goes from Colorado Springs area down to Trinidad. So, hey, give me a break. And, of course, they got to keep it on federal jurisdiction, which is the freeway, so they can take complete control. Might be, might be important for you guys to be very, 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 very careful. Now we've got another question. Somebody in the chat room is asking about this link to a NASA website that says... NASA confirms Earth will experience six days of total darkness in June. I don't know that that's true, (laughs) but I'll check it out. He's asking if that's true. I have not heard that, and this site doesn't look. It says anonymousmags.com. We'll check it out. We'll have that answer for you. I, I can get that one pretty easy. So anyway, we'll know if that's true or not. Um, I know a group that would be watching that would be the Sleuth or Sloth uh, Telescope, and uh, we'll we'll I'll I'll put that on the list here, and we'll make sure we cover that and make sure we find out if there's going to be six days. You know, if we get six days, that's going to make it really cold. We've already talked about you know weather and. Uh, yeah, he's also mentioning, yeah, that uh, that coincides with Jade Helm for sure. So we've been talking about how bad the weather uh, was predicted to be in the WebBot report and how there would be flood damage, wind damage, and that there would even be a, a, a snowstorm in the middle of summer somewhere, uh, where it's supposed to be summer, not, not winter. So, uh, well, maybe this is why. No more web bots for a while here. I'm anticipating none uh, for a couple more weeks, actually. 
uh, we'll see how it goes. We've had um, the banking situation uh, that was in the web bots popped up. Uh, we have, of course, seen the Maryland uh, thing show up. Um, Baltimore, I mean. That was in the web bot. And uh, we've got some more stuff that's yet around the corner, but this is kind of the warm-up period. Remember, May is the warm-up period. Um, it's going to kind of simmer down, I guess, in the first few days in, in June. Then at uh, June 21st um, is when all hell starts to break loose, as apparently according to the, uh, the web bot. And this says, um, NASA has confirmed the Earth will experience six days darkness, complete darkness, almost complete darkness, which will happen from Tuesday the 30th, May, uh, I guess May, to, no, 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 that's June the 30th, to Monday the 6th in July. So we'll have to see. We'll take, take a look at that. And guess what? That just happens to be right after the it is supposed to start hitting the fan and taking off. Wow. Okay. Folks, we've got a lot to do. I've got a lot to get covered, and uh, we're going to be putting some more stuff up on the Waterman file, so this is an abbreviated broadcast. It's not as long as it usually would be, but having been hacked, I really don't have anything substantive other than what I've already told you today. I'm glad you showed up. Be checking the Waterman files over the next few days. I've got a lot of um, audio files to put in the archives. I'll be putting up other info. I'll check out this report about <laughs> the going dark. That'd be kind of scary. And uh, we'll be back on the radio next Tuesday, this location here, and you'll see all kinds of stuff on the Waterman files. And uh, so I'll let you go because it's... Uh, not much more to talk about here. I'm real anxious to make sure that we can get done what we need to do uh, to get ready for these times ahead. And so that's uh, some of the reasons why we're abbreviating our broadcast schedule. We need to make sure that we've got pertinent information and we can make things kind of adjust accordingly so that, you know, we can help make sure everything's working. I'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Oh, mm-hmm.